Hey my friend, today we are going to get raw and real. We are going to dig into a topic that's going to be kind of hard. We're going to talk about social media. We're going to talk about our phones. We're going to talk about our attachment to these things. And we're going to really get into the painful truth about all that it's costing us and all that it's stealing from us in addition to the blessings that it might be giving us so that we can really assess and discern how to use it well and how to use it in a way that honors the Lord, that glorifies God, and that's prudent and that allows us to grow in all the ways that he's calling us to and to truly be present in the ways that he calls to in in our lives. And so I'm going to talk to you about why I'm doing a 30-day social media detox with Instagram and I'm going to talk through my journey with this and I'm going to give you some steps that you can take to really assess where what the role of social media is in your life, uh, where you feel like God is moving in this, where you might need to set new boundaries and to take some action steps there. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So you may not want to hear all of these things that I'm going to say, so I'm going to give you that disclaimer. This may be a little bit of a wake-up call, and it may hurt a little bit. But I know I've needed the tough love in this area. I've needed others to hold me accountable in this, some mentors to hold me accountable, some friends who are walking with me in Christ to hold me accountable in this. And so I just encourage you, don't look away. Don't turn away today, but instead hear me, hear this message, and do it with an open heart and an open mind today. And just pray that God God gives you what you need through this conversation. I want you to walk away with eyes wide open, and you never know what truths God is going to reveal to you, and that's what I hope for you from this. I'm excited because I think this is going to give you a lot of really good practical takeaways you can apply right away and also give you some good food for thought for continued discernment on your relationship with social media over the seasons of your life. So let's dive right in. So the first thing I just want to say is that I absolutely believe in the blessing that social media is. I believe in the incredible tool it is. I believe in the beauty in it and the opportunities in it. And I'm a big believer in in the power of social media to do a lot of good. And especially in today's like interconnected world, I think it, our technology has given us a lot of blessings and it's enabled us to create an impact that can be really widespread. And I also have been part of it firsthand in all of the advocacy work that led to all the most recent policy changes across the army and even the resounding impacts across the Department of Defense for mothers, for families, for pregnancy and postpartum. And so, so much of the advocacy work that we did and the the ability to change those policies was really related to the power of social media to create positive change. And within my job even, I've spearheaded the building of multiple public affairs programs at the battalion, at the brigade levels in the military. I transitioned over completely to a specialty in public affairs as an army officer, where my role is strategic communication, media engagements, community relations, and a big part of this is actually social media. <laughs> and and so I, I really do believe in its potential. But with that being said, there are a lot of risks to it. There are a lot of downsides to it. And I think there are ways that it 
can be very draining and it can also distract us from what's most important. There are ways that it can turn us away from God and it is also a tool that I think the enemy can use in very powerful ways. And so we're going to get into a lot of the pitfalls and allow you to really assess what what are the negative impacts that it's having in your life too. So you can just have eyes wide open as you are continuing to prayerfully discern what this relationship with social media should look like for you. And so this is my very personal experience. This is my personal conviction. This is where God has been leading me until now. And I'm very much on the journey here. So I'm going to share it raw and real with you today with hopes that the Lord will speak to you in wherever you are in the ways that you need. And I think all of us can agree first and foremost that social media absolutely shapes our experiences. It shapes our life. It shapes our identity. And, you know, it really shouldn't define who we are. It shouldn't dictate our our life or our worth. But I think sometimes, unfortunately, we end up letting it do that. As moms, we desire to be more patient and more present with our kids. We want to give 100% to our families, to our marriages, to make the impact that we're called to make through our work, to our communities. Some of us have small businesses we're working hard to build, and social media is a big way, a big tool that we use for that. And I also want to, so I want to acknowledge those things, but I also want to acknowledge that social media in many ways can be one of the biggest things that actually gets in the way of our goals. Uh, One of the biggest things that drains our time that really is like soul sucking in a way and can hold us back from actually showing up as the mom and wife we want to. It can keep us running on empty. It can impact our mental health, our well-being in general, our relationship with our spouse, with God. It can really be something that ends up sabotaging us. It's like a form of self-sabotage when you don't even realize it. And so I want this to just be eye-opening to you. So all of us, right, we're, we're changed and consumed by being online. And, and oftentimes it can be for the better, but it's not always for the better. So this is going to help you really regain control of your time, your mind, and your life. Um, as, a, as a busy mom or as a, as a busy woman who's really carrying a lot on your plate. And we don't need social media to add to the burdens that are on your plate. So this is going to really help you to assess that. So some questions for you to start off, right? How many of you struggle to put your phone down? How many of you feel like you feel pressure to check it 24-7 or just be accessible all the time? How many of you feel like you are you tend to fall into half-focusing on your, your precious family in front of you, either on social media or work on your phone or feeling all the guilt around that? How many of you turn to it as a way to cope with stressors? How many of you turn to it when it's like there's there's a lot going on around you that's hard to deal with emotionally, so we almost turn to it as a distraction or a numbing mechanism? And if I'm being honest... All these things definitely apply to me and have applied to me even even worse in the past before I really started building boundaries and, and examining this um, more clear in a more clear-headed way. And there have been times when I've felt very addicted to my phone. And building a business especially, it's really hard to set these boundaries because a lot of the work that we do is often on our phones. As entrepreneurs, especially who are moms, who are kind of doing doing things in the margin of our motherhood, of maybe full-time work or whatever it is. And I know in the past I've used it way too much. It's gotten in the way of my presence with my family. It's stolen my peace and my sanity in so many things. And I would pick it up without remembering what I was looking for. I would generally feel the need to constantly check things. And of course, I'm guilty of scrolling aimlessly while laying in bed and ultimately ending up feeling more drained at the end of all of that. And as a mom, it's so easy to compare ourselves to others, our home, our body, our children, how fast someone else loses all their baby weight, how put together other other women look all that she's doing for Christmas for her family. Like we're comparing ourselves to this perception of perfection of other people 
you know, we're comparing our behind the scenes to other people's highlight reel all the time and it makes us feel like inadequate we're behind everyone else we have to catch up or how is everyone else holding it all together you know i'm just trying not to fall apart over here and it drives so much guilt and shame and insecurity right and then we can turn to it when we're stressed when we're overwhelmed when you know maybe it feels too heavy emotionally to face what's going on in our life head on so instead we end up burying the emotions by burying ourselves in busyness or in distractions and we almost temper these feelings by trying to replace it with the quick hits of dopamine that come when we're on social media and then when we post whether it's for personal reasons whether it's for business we oftentimes are craving the validation we're craving the external approval from other people and we can fall into the trap of placing so much of our worth in those affirmations and letting it mean so much about us if we you know maybe don't have as many likes or as follow as many follows or comments or whatever it may be after we post and as a business owner, um, or just in any area of life, it's very easy to compare ourselves to others, right? And we start to doubt maybe whether we have what it takes. We look at we look at other people like, oh my gosh, she's really crushing it over there. We maybe fall into self-doubt or get distracted from our own message, our own voice, our own calling that God has given us. We start to think, oh my gosh, there's all these other things I should be doing. And all those voices externally start to dilute the voice of God. It starts to dilute the voice of the Holy Spirit. It sows seeds of doubt, of confusion, anxiety, stress, and pressure. It drives more pressure, more shame, more insecurity. And all that can also be wrapped in this sort of addiction relationship that we might have with social media or with our phones. So today is about asking the hard questions. It's about facing the hard truths. It's about looking at both the potential but also the pitfalls of social media. And I do believe that there there can be a way to use it in a, an aligned and holy way that allows us to connect more deeply with other people. But I have just become over time more and more convicted that it's, it's not necessarily right for me right this second in this season of my life. Um, and I, I want to as I'm growing in the sustainability of my business and really trying to avoid burnout, trying to avoid compromising my motherhood and the things that are most important to me in my faith in order to build my business, it's become, I have to be very honest with myself and with God and with my family. And so that's why I'm starting this 30-day detox. And what it means for me is I don't really have a I don't feel like a very high attachment to Facebook as much as Instagram is a different kind of relationship. And I feel like God is just convicting me, Megan, put down this idol, um, really trust me in you don't have to be attached to this and allow me to just bless you in creating the space for kind of new beginnings here. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm going to pour into the podcast. I will be on accessibly via email. I will still hop on Facebook every once in a while and I don't feel attached to it there. So it's just different. And I'm really excited to see how God works through this. So I will report back to you at the end of it. But, you know, how many of us fall into comparison, perfectionism, place so much of our worth in social media, uh, our relationships are impacted by it, our mental health is impacted by it, our presence with our family, how we're balancing all the different demands of our life, our time management. And here's the hard truth in all of this. We are being given a drug. (laughs) Our phones, social media, it's a drug. And it's being dosed to us with and without our consent day after day, minute after minute, not just daily, not just sometimes, but like truly all of us. And, and for so many of us, hourly. If you go and you look at how many hours you spent on social media this week, go look at your phone stats. You're going to probably be a little bit embarrassed by that. <laughs> and, you know, when the incredibly powerful artificial intelligence these days is then merged with, you know, human behavior tracking algorithms, you know, selling all of our personal data, all these things, like not to get into, you know, any politics of it, 
we just we know that this is meant to keep us addicted that's how it's designed and all the designers of these apps and everything they affirm that and i think we all know that and we also can sense deep down something's not right when we're too attached to it but it's really hard to break that attachment and so we think you know yes i should be able to live peacefully without a phone in my hand i shouldn't feel anxious like something's missing if i don't have my phone with me if i'm not always checking it or refreshing the app i shouldn't feel like i have to go do that and and that's weighing on me all the time and so I just want to first affirm in you, if you're struggling with any of these things, it is not your fault. Again, it's so much of, of what is, the, how these apps, how our phones are specifically designed to do this to us. But at the same time, it's our responsibility to face it head on. You know, when we know better, we can start doing better. And you can put a stop to social media's control over you and your life. And I want to give you the tools to do that today. So that's what we're going to do today. We are going to face this head on. We are going to find out most importantly, how to detox, how to take your precious moments back, take your life back, like break free from this, what is a debilitating addiction so we can reclaim our life. And it's time to partner with God in, in making these changes that are going to impact not only you and your family, but generations to come as, as social media, as technology continues to um, you know, become more deeply ingrained and embedded in our life. So again, this is going to be a tough love today. It's going to be hard to hear, but I want to say it with a whole lot of love. And I think this topic in some ways, it's been kind of terrifying for me to like prepare to breach this topic with you because it's a sensitive subject. And I think many of us can feel some of that shame and guilt around it. But I really want us to just be empowered with tools to to face this. And so and I was just over the last like week or two, I've even been convicted even more that God wants me to talk about this because it came up in a client conversation I was having. I was helping prepare one of my clients in a one on one session for birth and she was going into her third birth she was having a scheduled c-section and we were helping her release some of the fears some of the um, stressors some of the things that she was worried about based on how previous birth experiences have gone she really wanted to to feel very empowered going into it knowing how to advocate for herself um, and and really wanted to kind of process through what her dream birth would look like and to be able to feel like she could have this beautiful empowering birth experience that felt like a beautiful spiritual experience too and so we really merged together so many of those things and something that came up like towards the end of our conversation was actually her relationship with social media too and I I had told her I encouraged her as she prepares her postpartum to also set boundaries with social media to protect her peace because that's one of the biggest things I recommend any postpartum women you should really set boundaries there and she, she had said, yeah, you know, this is actually something I've been really thinking about. And I, I really don't want to be comparing myself to others all the time. It just makes me desire more and more. Like I see this, of course, the advertisements come because they know what we need. And they're like, or they think, you know, what they want us to think we need. And she was like, yeah, I just keep seeing all these new baby gadgets. And it's like, I want more and more material things. And it keeps on basically reinforcing like, oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. And it's more materialism, more commercialism. And it just makes us want and need so much more than we actually do. And she's like, I've just really, and I realized I fall into a lot of comparison. It makes, it kind of heightens insecurities and it makes me emotional in different ways. And I don't think it's serving me, you know, I think it's a nice tool, but I just find myself scrolling all the time. And so it was just great to hear that this is something she was reflecting on too. And this is something that comes up time and time again in my group coaching community and my Renew community. We oftentimes really take that moment to pause and assess our relationship with social media. And we constantly commit to new boundaries and we hold each other accountable in that week to week and it's just awesome to have a group where you can you can process these things together and you can decide and you can have somebody who's asking you hey how how did those boundaries go this week that you were setting how is your how did it go you know based on your intentions that you um, expressed to us last week and those things that you're struggling with and then we can walk through those things together so 
I know that's one. And then the other one that came up for me last night was I was having another conversation with another client who's preparing for birth very soon as well. And she she was just saying, you know, I, she's a big learner. She like really likes to do a lot of research and stuff like that. And she was like, I just feel like I'm falling into a lot of spiraling thoughts because it's like so much information out there, so many different opinions, so just information overload, and it can be very overwhelming. And there's also a lot of conflicting information. And so she just finds herself spiraling. And so this is just more confirmation. I was like, I, I know I need to, I need to breach this topic, even though it's hard. So I definitely have a love hate relationship with it. I think so many of us do. And my own journey has been one marked by, you know, obviously personal use in the beginning. And then it was like my job um, as a public affairs uh, officer. Then I started my small business. It was like part of my business and part of my job. And I was like constantly on it because of both of those reasons. Then it was all the advocacy work that I was doing via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to get these policy changes to happen across the military and oh my goodness guess what it led to not only no boundaries but it led me to an incredible amount of burnout over the course of probably the last I would say maybe two years and I kept on reactively putting boundaries in place in response to the burnout when it would get to its worst points but it wasn't proactive in nature and the first time I was really proactive about it I would say was when I decided to a little over a year ago when my second son was born I decided to give myself like a little mini break from it for about a week postpartum because we as business owners, I think we feel this, all this pressure of, I got to post every single day. I got to post that, you know, the algorithms and all this stuff. It like, it rewards you being on there all the time. It's easy to feel like we have to, we should be on there all the time. And that's when the guilt comes. That's when we are just sucked into it and pulled from our family and all these other things. And then the second time I was really proactive about it was our last move, this military move we just did. I took two weeks off of social media, and guess what? I had told my coach, this is just a testament to how much it impacted me, I told my coach, I have never been through such tremendous transitions all at once, all culminating at once in my entire life, and have felt so at peace internally. And it was just a testament to, instead of turning to social media, guess what? I was turning to God. I was turning to healthy ways of coping with stress. I was turning to much healthier ways of taking care of myself and not easy by any means, but setting that boundary and that intention proactively just made all the difference in the world. And so I've been detoxing, you know, if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you may have noticed I've not posted as much over the last probably two, three months because I've really been in this like wrestling match with God of like, do I, should I keep doing this? Do I need this or not for my business? And I'm just so grateful for this podcast platform because it gives me the space to dive deep with you with, and I can spend focused time with you where, you know, I, I have this time carved out and then like I get on with my life and I'm with my family and I'm like truly with them. And it's, and I don't have to worry about like feeling like I have to be on social media 24 seven to move the ball forward and to connect with my people and to serve you deeply and all of those things. And so Instagram for me was like what felt like the constant addiction. It was like constantly clicking it and all of those things. Whereas podcast, email, and even Facebook, they don't for me have the same sort of addictive quality to it. So I've just felt this tug to continue to detox. And there's been this like deep unrest and restlessness in my heart about it and the lack of peace about social media. And I felt just constant promptings from God to examine this further, but I kept being stubborn about it. I was like, oh, I don't really want to look at that. I don't really want to necessarily change because I feel like it'd be too hard. I feel like, you know, I couldn't say, I don't know, I had this narrative in my mind about all the reasons why I couldn't stop using social media, all the things that I had to keep doing. And when you really think about it, and we're going to explore this, I'm going to walk you through some steps to explore this, but when we feel like we have to control to something, we have to cling to it very tightly, we're attached to it, that's a sign that we're not really willing to fully surrender to God. 
We're grasping to something else other than him. We feel like we need that thing in order to survive or to be successful or to thrive or whatever it may be to see whatever results. Or maybe we're putting a lot of our worth in it. Either way, God is way more powerful and and he can work through other means in addition to social media for a business or for connecting with other people. There's so many people right in front of us in our communities who, you know, we are meant to connect with and other ways that we might be called to spend our time, but it's draining us. And so God transcends any of these worldly tools. So today we're going to explore. We're going to, we're going to dive in right now. Why is it so problematic? What is it costing us? Let's peel back the curtain. Let's take the blinders off. Let's fully see so we can make choices freely and from an empowered place. Then, and we're going to dive into the tips and steps so we can take to break free from the stronghold and really examine if it's an idol in our life that we need to release. So I'm going to get vulnerable with you, more vulnerable with you. We're going to, you know, continue to grow in awareness. And for me, I've had so many hard moments when, you know, stressors over the last year or so when, you know, being away from my husband immediately postpartum when he was all the way on the other side of the world in Korea to multiple military moves. We have three moves in the course of one year where apart from most of this, you know, I'm, we, we had really big challenges with Matthew and some of his behaviors. He was picking up from daycare, just didn't have a great experience. A bunch of the teachers were being fired. It was like a a little bit of a mess. And so there was a lot going on and personally and in just many different areas of life was also, you know, obviously continuing to recover postpartum, adjusting to life with two little ones instead of just the one and all of these things. Right. And so there's been many moments when like my reaction is to scroll, to numb myself, or to escape my emotions. And I've been growing tremendously in reactively bringing those emotions to the Lord instead and asking Him for comfort instead of trying to fill the void with mindless scrolling, which actually just drains and exhausts me more. And it distracts me from what I'm called to focus on in the moment. It doesn't help me be present with my kids or or Tim, my husband, to share what I'm going through with him or to turn to God. I'm turning to this little device instead hoping that it's going to fill me in some way, but it actually, you know, probably makes things worse. And then Matthew one day, just a little story, he held me accountable on being present and not getting distracted by my phone. And it was really, it really like cut through like a knife to my heart because one day I kept feeling very pulled to it. I was like trying to get something done, like for, I was writing something for, I think it was, I was like probably writing something for social media or whatever it was. And we were cuddling in bed and that's like our, that's our special time. And so he's totally right in holding me accountable in this. And I don't usually bring my phone. Um, But he told me, you know, that's when we do our prayers. That's when we talk about the day, all those kinds of things. And he was like, I don't like it when you read things on your phone, mommy, because I can't talk with you. And it was just this humbling reinforcement. He's three years old, you know, and it was just this humbling reinforcement to be more present with him and available to him and not try to cram work into all these little time frames, you know. And that was definitely not my best moment, but that was kind of like a lapse in my boundaries because I had really been working on it. And then another one that really hit me at the core was when I started this podcast, Tim made this comment when we're driving in the car one day, he was like, wow, like, I think this is one of like the, one of the only times in like recent months where, or like this, I feel like you're like a new person in some ways now that we're driving in the car and we can actually have a conversation because you're not using all those moments to like work on your business stuff and we could actually have conversations and I'm like oh my gosh my heart is breaking right now you know and because that's the thing it's like as as I've been trying to balance all of these different demands it's so easy the world wants us to and, and the enemy the devil wants us to compromise on what's most important in order to be successful and you know all this narrative is about okay we got to do whatever it takes we got to hustle 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 harder 
but what are we sacrificing? What are we sacrificing? You know? And, and so it was just beautiful because Tim affirmed to me, he's like, but now that you started the podcast, like you do that work, you have that, that focused time and then you're off and you're with us and you're really here and you're just like, you feel like I can see the freedom that it's given you and the joy in it and the peace in it. And I was just like, oh my goodness, you know, it was such an affirmation from God that this is the right thing to do and to take this leap of faith. And so it was just very, all those things, very eye-opening, right? And just how much social media is causing me to miss out on the, my life in front of me and my, the people who matter most to me. That's what I'm so passionate about. I've made so many mistakes along the way of really not feeling like I had another choice but to compromise what is most important. And God doesn't want us to do that. There are ways to pursue our dreams in a way that's aligned with his will, but we sometimes have to be willing to do it differently than the world is pulling us to do it and to not ignore the voice of the Lord when he's telling us something's off and you know that in your gut. It's different than the sort of mom guilt that comes when society tells us like, oh, you have to be perfect as a mother and all this stuff. Like you got it. It's like you can't win either way. There's all these different things about what constitutes a good mom. But no, that's different from the guilt that you feel when you know you're not being aligned with your values in motherhood. And that's what I want you to really explore today. So for me, I've been resisting this for a long time. So much kind of evolution of this constant pressure to post, respond, always hanging over my head. And, you know, now I'm really at this point where I'm like, okay, no, the cost has been outweighing the benefit of this and I want I've been also annoyed to be very frank with you I've been very annoyed by the direction that social media is going it's like all about like let me grab somebody's attention in two to three seconds and you know it's just about more so entertainment than anything it's reels and all this stuff and it's like that we're just so subject to the algorithm and we don't even own any of the content anyways as business owners none of that I'm sorry but I want to go deep with you that's why I'm here to serve you like I want to serve you all the way to the heart like that's why it's called arm to the heart because we don't get to the heart really I mean it's hard when we're pulled in a million directions on social media and everyone's vying for our attention but you're giving me this time today to listen to this podcast and to be with me and to walk I want to walk with you on this journey and we we don't we're not going to be transformed by like two second clips you know what I mean and so I just really, it's just this performative nature and flashy, quick dopamine hits and there's censorship on social media, all these different things. And it's like, I really want to connect with the amazing humans that I meant to walk with and that I meant to serve, but I want to do it differently. I want to do it God's way and not the world's way. And so, you know, I, I'm kind of willing to just take this leap of faith and continue to challenge the status quo of like, we have to be addicted to our phones. We have to be addicted to social media. No, like I want to preserve the life in front of me and my presence and my calling. So permission to you well you know whatever resonated with you from that permission to take your life and your freedom back you can break free from the spell and the invisible prison that your phone has you in my friend you can reclaim your peace your quiet your simplicity your rest and your time and your presence with your kids because I know that's what you want and your husband and we the thing is too in order to grow in faith and in order to grow in any area of our life really and to to be able to experience the peace and joy God wants for us we have to be able to quiet our hearts to hear God more and I think part of obedience is is getting quiet enough laying down our idols and repenting of of them so that we can allow God to come close to us because if we're constantly just filling all of our space any little moments of space or you know our, our difficult emotions or whatever it is with we're just like pushing through it or we're numbing ourselves to it instead of allowing like sitting with those emotions allowing God in or just sitting with the Lord letting him come close we're like turning away from him constantly and turning to the world instead 
we're going to be fighting even heavier battles. We're, we're, we're taking up our cross, but we're not allowing God to help us carry it. We're not allowing other people to help us carry it because we feel like we're connected with others, but really we're becoming more isolated because what we're probably doing more so than connecting with other people is comparing ourselves to others. We're looking to everyone else for approval and validation. So we can fall into so many spirals and the enemy wants us to be so in our thoughts, in our own head, in our insecurities, in our fears, in our anxieties, in our pressures and comparisons and all these things that we stop listening to God. That we feel like we have to control all these parts of our life. But we have to remember God is God is in control. We have to stay grounded in the Lord. And so we have to be willing to sit and be with him. And I'm a doer. I'm an achiever. I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? I'm going to go do that. How do you want me to serve? You know, but the thing is, we have to be willing to slow down and, and be with God and allow him to pour into us and sit with him so that he can love us. Because the reality is he loves us without our doing. Even when we are not doing and serving and, and all of those things, achieving, whatever it is, he, he loves us. And it's so hard for me to like comprehend and accept that fully but often the hard things that we're being called to do are the things that we really should do and we need to do and so those things that we might be called to give up may be really hard we don't want to give them up if we really don't want to give them up and you feel like you have to keep it that's a really good sign that that might be what God is calling you to do at least for like a temporary time so yeah social media is like so many expectations come with it in addition all those pressures so when we get rid of those extra expectations we were never meant to be carrying We get quiet. It allows us to be. It allows us to receive from the Lord so that we can pour ourselves out for the people that we are meant to serve. You know, and and so that's what I really want you to think about. So God, God wants us to destroy all the places of idolatry in our lives. Any idols that we have, anything that we are placing above our relationship with God. That's what he wants us to destroy. And oftentimes in the past, in my own relationship with social media, especially in business and all these things, it's like I would justify. I would keep justifying. Like, this is okay, right, God? Like, I would twist and fit what he's asking me to do so it fits my own narrative or, like, the story in my mind. And making it all okay when, when in reality, I was seeing the way that it was, what it was stealing, what it was destroying. My presence with my kids and my spouse, my ability to focus, it perpetuates the addiction to my phone and screen time. It makes me ignore my family sometimes. It makes me ignore my duty or feel like I don't have what it takes or just so many, so many forms of spiritual attack. And that's what I really want you to recognize this for what it is. It's a form of spiritual attack and we cannot serve two masters. So if this has a hold on you, then my friend, it is currently basically controlling you and and the other truth is that the way it's been designed right it's been engineered to attract as much of our attention as possible it's all these dopamine hits and it's and the other part of it too is that the devil hates motherhood because motherhood brings new life into the world and what a more incredible way to participate in god's ongoing creation in salvation history than bringing being part of cooperating with his grace to bring new life into the world so of course, the enemy hates motherhood, wants to destroy motherhood. He wants to destroy, make you fall into despair and discouragement and, and all of these things so that motherhood gets even harder. So that you can't bear witness to life and the joy that's meant to come with it. Of course, the sacrificial love. And the other part of social media is that, you know, so much darkness is in the world, right? We, we know this. We know this from the fall, from Adam and Eve, from, from the beginning. But the thing is, darkness hasn't grown in the world over time. It's always been here since the fall. 
and the news and the divisiveness and polarization and all these things, it's like we're exposed to so much more. It's almost like an assault on our own peace. And, you know, it's it's this sort of we constantly are exposed to suffering all around us and, and the darkness can feel all consuming. And the news and the sensationalism of it, it's so in our face. It's so it's always like happening to us and we can feel like we're a victim to it and and fall into so many fears, right? It can feel so consuming. But remember the verse from John. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And what happens when we are constantly turning to social media is that we forget that Christ is the light that shines in the darkness. We are not meant to carry constant, constant, this like bombardment with darkness. Like that's what the news does. That's what social media does all the time too. We're not meant to carry this as human beings. We're we are naturally, especially as women, it's part of our feminine genius that God has given us, the gifts that God has given us. We are sensitive to people, to situations, to other people's struggles. So when we hear all of these traumatic events in real time all the time, we forget about the good news. We forget about the gospel. If we don't seek the truth of Jesus and how much hope he brings us, how much light he brings, and how he's come to free us, and we allow for him to be with us in our brokenness and allow that message of hope to be proclaimed through our lives and in our hearts that's a huge it's a huge hole it's a huge deficit and a huge void in our hearts that will come if we do not stay rooted in Christ and so that is the other element of this too is that it feels like the darkness can overcome us when we are turning to social media way more than we are turning to the gospel so 10 quick final tips for you in the moment when you are struggling with this, when you're noticing, oh man, you know, I'm falling into social media traps again. These habits are really getting me. So number one, pause in the moment and just draw awareness to whatever the temptations are in the moment. Number two, check in with yourself emotionally. Be radically honest with yourself about your feelings. Get curious about them and get compassionate. Ask yourself, you know, what emotion am I actually feeling here? What is uncomfortable for me? Maybe right in front of me. Where's the discomfort? Can I name it? Am I trying to escape or avoid or distract myself from something? Am I trying to protect myself from something? Um, Am I just bored? Am I trying to fill the space because I don't really know what else to do with myself? Um, I feel awkward. Number three is identify that real need. So, you know, as moms, like I said, so many of us use this to, to kind of escape those deeper struggles that we're facing emotionally. So ask ourselves, you know, how might I be bypassing and ignoring my own needs? What am I actually looking for? What do I really need? What is this unmet underlying need? And then why am I turning to social media? Am I turning to social media to try to fill that? And am I actually going to get it here? Then number four, decide if you're going to honor or how you're going to honor that need that you've just identified, whatever the need is, what action can you take to make some forward progress in this? You know, maybe it's a form of rest that you really need because you're like, you're trying to decompress. So, you know, do you need physical rest? Do you need mental, emotional rest? Do you need sensory rest? Because so many of us are bombarded with sensory input all day long, especially if we are working on any form of computer or something like that. Maybe we need social rest. Maybe we need spiritual rest, probably, or other, right? So what's actually going to be restorative for you? What's going to renew you? Most of us honestly have no idea what type of rest we actually really need to feel well-rested, mentally unwind, to reconnect with other people, to appreciate those blessings in our life. But growing in that is going to help you tremendously. Just awareness of the type of rest you actually need. Number five, identify the triggers and the patterns that are causing you to fall into 
habitual use of social media that's kind of unintentional scrolling or whatever it may be. So is it constantly happening at certain times of the day or when certain things happen in your life? So get really curious about that and identify what what is triggering that. Number six, prepare some practical strategies in advance for what to turn to instead when it gets hard. For example, boundaries. For example, healthy forms of rest when you are really exhausted and you don't have the capacity to do anything else at the moment or like some actual form of relaxation. It's a nervous system regulation technique. There's so many that I help my clients through, especially one-on-one settings because it's much more intimate um, for that kind of thing. But that's something I can help you with. I can teach you some of those techniques um, that I've learned over time. Number seven is prioritization and boundaries. So how can you release some pressure off of yourself, my friend? How can you remind yourself you don't have to do it all, all by yourself? How can you give yourself more grace to listen to what your body, your mind, your spirit actually need? And we carry around so many of these stories and impossible expectations from society and these environments that we've been conditioned in. So all these, you know, this unearned guilt that we carry around, but we never really look at ourselves to say, oh, maybe I'm actually doing too much. We mostly look at ourselves and say, you know, I should be able to handle all this. Why can't I manage this better? And we beat ourselves up and we think everybody else is holding it all together way better than us. We think what's wrong with me. So some boundaries can help you also release that pressure off of yourself. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, download my Overcome the Overwhelm Guide because it's going to really help you in this area in releasing a lot of the pressures that you weren't meant to carry. Number eight, grow in mindset and tools for actually managing stress, overwhelm, anxiety, and work towards feeling more at home in your mind, body, and spirit first. Because in those moments, it will be easier to turn to healthier coping mechanisms when we feel like our emotions are safe to experience or we create safety in experiencing them. We create safety in our body again. We create safety in who we are and allowing ourselves to face who we are and to bring ourselves to God to be loved, even in those places that feel like it's easier to hide from God just like in the fall and when Adam and Eve hid from God when they sinned, you know, so we all need that. Number nine is just grow in virtue and faith. So literally ask God, pray for God. Like I need more virtues in this. I need more obedience. I need more discipline. I need more faith. I need so many things so I can turn more to you instead of to this temptation and virtue is a habitual disposition to do the good and it's what we're all called towards and it's going the more we grow in virtue the more we grow in alignment with who God means for us to be and who he wants us to become and then what we're also meant to give to the world from the fullness of who we are the last step number 10 is is accountability and support can be really really critical so in the moment when you're struggling, if you have a group that you can go to who is either there to support you and or hold you accountable, or if you have a coach to work through these things with, a therapist to work through these things with, it can just be a game changer. And for me, having somebody that I can turn to to share the struggles and the wins and everything in between is just an amazing outlet to really process these things as they come and to honor the journey too. And so wherever you are, my friend, If God is convicting you to set more boundaries, if God is, you know, really touching your heart through this, then I pray that he's going to give you a newfound strength and belief that you don't need anything of this world to find his path, to find the joy, the success, the impact, the fulfillment that he means for you. I pray that this gives you clarity over what's not from God to help you let go of the things that aren't and to allow him to replace it with his blessings instead. So bring all of this to God and, and really allow yourself to open those doors of communication because he's going to whisper into your heart the truth. He shows me all the time the truth even when it's hard, but it's always good and it's always 
always the best way. His way is always the best way. He convicts firmly but lovingly and gently at the same time. Whereas the enemy will, will push us and pressure us and, and shame us and all of those things. That's not from God. God convicts firmly but with love, lots of love. I mean, mercy, so much mercy. So let his mercy come into your heart too. And as you're doing this kind of inventory of your relationship with social media, of your life, I, I hope that it allows you to start to breathe more as you set these boundaries, to see more clearly what God is doing in your life, to have more peace, and it will be worth it.